Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it, and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, welcome back to another video on Narcon. I think Remy's going to join us today. I know he hasn't been in any of the videos lately, but I do have a vacation coming up in the beautiful county of Kerry, which is the Kingdom of Ireland, it's called. And I'm going to do some walkie-talkies down there for any of you guys who've been with us for since the beginning, since the early days of the channel. So hopefully give you some nice scenery shots down there. And I have a an enchanted story about the narc to tell you and uh, the experience of being in narcdom with an arc. So I'm going to leave that for Kerry because it's such an amazing place. It is an enchanted place. So I hope you'll join me there in the near future. For anyone interested, um, Remy has this habit of sucking every teddy's nose it's like his comforter and he's waiting for me to take him on a walk now and he gets very frustrated and he gets the teddy and he sucks its nose I don't know if you can see him there there he goes <laughs> just for anyone who's interested in dog habits um and who knows Remy from the channel okay so stop wittering on about stuff Paula and let's get on with the video so today I'd like to cover um, how the narcissist sees us. And in my opinion, there are only two ways the narcissist sees us. And I'm going to get into describing those two ways now. The narcissist sees everything, but will see you in particular in either black or white. I'd describe the narcissist as being like, you know, the way they describe or they think about us very objectively, like as if we're toasters or washing machines, that we have functions and we need to function for the narcissist and they don't attach to us and they don't have any empathy. They don't care about how we feel about things at all. It's all about the narcissist and how things affect them. So let, it, let us throw that back on them in thinking a little bit. And I would compare the narcissist to a black and white television set. I don't know, maybe some of you younger guys don't ever remember the TV being black and white, but I'm sure you know from history, they started off as black and white. We now have lovely colour TV. We've, you know, amazing effects and whatever. But in the days of the black and white TV, no amount of you fiddling with buttons, controls, anything at the back of the TV would ever make a black and white TV show a colour film. Black and white TVs were not 
made for colour. And the reason I'm saying this is the narcissist has no grey area in their thinking. They think you're either all good or all bad. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past for the narcissist. They have no object constancy. So you could have been dedicated to your narcissist for one year flat, lying down, prostrate on the ground, being a doormat, done whatever the narcissist wants. It makes no difference if you then do something that then you may not even do something wrong, but if the narcissist perceives you as doing something against them, you're painted black. You go from black to white. There is no colour. They don't see extenuating circumstances. They don't see motivation. They don't see the whole picture. It's just their picture. It's black or it's white. So how is it the two, that the narcissist sees you? What kind of two ways does the narcissist see you in? Initially, when the narcissist targets you, you're all good. And now this is actually, if, if you have gone through this experience in an intimate relationship with a narcissist, it's a great diagnostic tool if this is what happened to you. The narcissist sees you as all good, as amazing, will use flowery language, be extremely romantic towards you in general. Um, when they meet you, they have seen the light in you. They've seen they've seen your that you're the prize, basically. They've seen your star movie quality in you. And they are not backward in coming forward in telling you what they see and beyond. They see your potential as being what you are now. They see you, they glorify you. They make you feel like you're a movie star. They'll introduce you to their friends quite quickly. They will build you up and praise you to their friends. It's nearly like a kind of a sales transaction where they're they're making sure their friends welcome you in and really take you on board and, you know, she's with me now or he's he's with me now and this is the reason that <laughs> that they're with me i am such a great guy or a great girl so if i've picked them you know they're amazing that because i've picked them <laughs> it's like you can do no wrong they will actually probably even bore the pants off their family in you know and make nearly make their family a bit sick of you because they're praising you and respecting you in front of them. And, you know, it, oh, you know, Paula does this. And, oh, yes, she's very, oh, she, oh, she's done that. And she has this. And, oh, you know, nothing is too much for the narcissist target. So basically, they're seeing you in white glory, as if you descended from heaven on a rose petal and they picked you off it. They found you. They discovered you, you're their choice, and therefore you are. They have imbued you with what they want, what they see in you. And they want that for themselves. So they've basically bought into you. They've invested into this image that they both see, but also portray upon you. 
But the thing is, you have to stay as this image descended from heaven and picked off a rose petal. And you have to stay this white. Now, over time, you become tarnished. You become less than. You become not what you were in the beginning. And you don't even have to do anything for this. I mean, even, even time itself and the narcissist getting bored with you is enough to what I call make the the TV. Now, again, if you're not old enough to, to remember this, the TV go a bit grainy, the black and white go a bit grainy. And that's when maybe it's going to switch off or switch on again, or you have to bang the TV, you know, to get the picture to come back. So that can be like the mini discards or whatever you may get. But the narcissist will take against you when you have, when either they found a new supply or maybe you've put some boundaries in or a combination. It'll be a quick decision and you will go black. It's like the TV's gone off for the night. The grainy picture has come and you are no more. But if the narcissist thinks of you or has to deal with you or you interfere with their new supply, you're a black, black, black person. If they're, if you come up in conversation or if they have to justify their dismissal of you or the end of their relationship in the ever famous smear campaign, you will, your name will be blackened, your character will be blackened, everything you did will be blackened. There will be absolutely no good in you at all. In fact, it's the exact opposite of the beginning when you had descended from heaven. You are now in the pits of hell with Nick, with old Nick the devil. So this in itself, guys, is not normal and is not healthy and is a real good diagnostic tool to, to decide whether you were with an NPD or not, with a narcissist or not, because normal healthy people do not do these extremes. It's also interesting in that if you in your past life, like in your young life, were brought up with extreme kind of personalities or with dramas or with people who changed a lot from being really nice to you and then suddenly not being really nice to you. The narcissist in the family dynamic still does black and white, doesn't look at grey areas, but in the family dynamic, the black and white goes around in, in circles all the time because they'll often have one family member who they're getting on really well with because that family member is serving their needs and is propping the narcissist up, maybe giving them a loan of money, maybe giving them a lift to work, you know, is basically doing for the narcissist. And at that stage, they're white. But once they say let the narcissist down, once they get sick or can't make the lift or want the loan back, then they become black and they're move on to a new family member, but they'll keep that family, the other family member who's painted black, you know, to the side because they're in a family and the narcissist utilizes their family as kind of a basic supply, a supply that kind of keeps them from going under, if at all possible. So 
While they have maybe another brother or a sister painted white and you're painted black in the family, this can easily switch once the other members of the family who are painted white do something that the narcissist pisses the narcissist off and they hear that you're doing something good, maybe they can switch you back on again and paint you white again and, and you get it. So it often, the black and white TV runs in cycles with family members very often, sometimes with friends, although they usually keep the, the friends on white for most of the time because they don't have to interact with them too much and they'll use the interactions to get the most out of the friends, but will walk away from the friends you know, when the mask begins to slip or if they have to give too much back to them. So anyway, getting back to the two ways the narcissist sees you. So you may ask, well, if the narcissist, you know, has, has me white in the beginning and then has painted me in the deadly black and I am no longer in existence and the black and white TV screen has gone all grainy and I no longer exist in the narcissist's world. I'm no longer on the TV set. He's switched to a different program. So he's not even thinking about me. Yeah, he's gone to a new program. But once that new program starts to go grainy and go black, he'll switch channels again and come back to you. He'll switch you back into being white again. He'll turn you on again or she'll turn you on again. And they'll justify that not by saying that they made a mistake or that they have a regret. They'll make it into you not being so bad because it's not your fault. It's your parents' fault that you're so bad and that they they can they can help you and they can rescue you and you know, they're prepared to forgive you for all your misendeavors and your misdeeds, and they'll turn you on to white again. This guys won't last as long because they've seen your program already. So it's kind of a rerun of your program. So it's it's not as interesting to them. It's not going to sustain them as much, but they'll watch it until a new program is developed, say Netflix release their latest series. And once the due date for that series uh, is coming on, they will turn you black again and go and watch their net new Netflix supply, their new program, their new supply. So it doesn't last as long the second time around because you're either not working as well in that you might have a few boundaries. You might actually have been lucky enough to learn about narcissistic abuse or you just don't have the capacity to deal with them anymore, you don't have the energy, or because they're bored because they've seen the program and what the, they know the ending of the program already, so it's not as interesting to them, or you're prostrating yourself or prostrating yourself, whichever is the correct word. I'm not great on my words. Um, so you're, you're kind of lying down as a doormat and they're kind of devaluing you very quickly and the kind of the program is just not catching them. It's not catching them the way they used to. So it's black and white, guys. It's black and white. And it's a great way, in my opinion, to diagnose whether you've been with a narcissist or not. It is not normal to overvalue a person very quickly, to have them painted white, to believe that they are the bee's knees within two weeks, 
to believe they are your soulmate within that short amount of time. And a narcissist, they're really, really, really good at making you feel really good and even convincing you because a lot of empathic people have very open minds and think about, think about, I, I don't know, kind of the magic, the magic of love and the magic of what can happen in life and to keep an open mind and to be positive and to be open to new experiences. And the narcissists know this. They know that we're easy to manipulate in that we believe in true love. We believe in magic and stuff like that. And whereas that's very good to believe in, um, we have to qualify that with time. Uh, we have to qualify things that happen that are very out of this world with a bit of patience and a bit of reasoning and a bit of standing back and observing because while amazing things can and do happen, they have to be qualified. And we learn this app, particularly post-narcissistic abuse. Um, we become more qualified at assessing happiness and assessing other people and assessing reality. And we can still keep our beautiful beliefs, but they just discernment and qualification are tools that save us and keep us safe. So, yeah, so that is a huge sign when a narcissist overvalues very quickly, very intensely, and then has the capability, even though, of course, they're never wrong. They do get us wrong, apparently, but that's just probably a fluke or an aberration or, you know, you conned them, you conned them and it's your fault and they didn't get it wrong. If, if you hadn't conned them, then they wouldn't be wrong. You know, they wouldn't have gotten it wrong. So they didn't really get it wrong. It's your fault because you conned them. You get what I mean? So, yeah. So at the end, then when they do this awful, dreadful smear campaign on you, oh my God, it's so hard even for people to believe some of the things they say. And, you know, the thing is, we must get onto the smear campaign again um, in another video. But the thing is, they do their smear campaigns really well because they kind of reluctantly come forward with the information about you. But once they get going and once the recipient, you know, to listening to their gossip about how bad you are is getting intrigued and wants more information, they then kind of subtly bring it out more and more and more. So it's very believable. So once a person is black and is white with no qualifying kind of, you know, decision making process where they would say, yes, you know, she had a fault. But on the other hand, she was very good at this. No, at the end of the smear campaign, the narcissist is or they may add a little bit of that in just to make it believable saying, you know, that they did love you and they did try and help you, you know, because they saw something in you, but you are blah, 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 dreadful and evil. And you have weeds growing out of your ears and hidden horns and you're the spawn of the devil. When it goes from descending from heaven to the pit of hell, then you can be fairly sure that this person is Lula and that they're very narcissistic and their narcissism has them thinking in black and white. So guys, um, goodbye from me and 
goodbye from my little friend. Remy, are you going to say hello? <laughs> he's wagged his tail. I better take him for a walk or he's going to have that Teddy's nose sucked off. Guys, take care of yourselves. Subscribe, like, do everything you can to, to get our information out there. Keep up the good fight. Keep the comments coming. I love them and the emails and I'll talk to you again soon. And hopefully we'll come up with that enchanted story in an enchanted place. And there's one other thing, um, a video request for the empathic supernova. Working on that, we'll come out with that very shortly. Thanks again, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Having a versatile, high quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.